Boom, we're in. Hey, welcome to KBN Live, everybody. Thanks for jumping on here tonight. Uh, do us a favor, if you're on here watching this, click the share button down there at the bottom. Give us our video a little share. I want to welcome guest host Jordan Marshall stepping in tonight for Ryan and Shane. So appreciate your brother coming in here. And we have a uh, third time guest on the show, but I think this is a special, <laughs> special appearance. Christine Fisher is with us. I know you've been here before, but after the events of the weekend, this is kind of the uh, ultra special time for you to be here. So we appreciate you taking the time while you're on the road to stop and talk to us. You bet, guys. For real quick. Tell us where you're at, because you just had to scramble around to get you some Wi-Fi. Um, I, I think this is the Comfort Inn, I'm pretty Comfort sure. Um, it's I'm in between Detroit and Cincinnati. Uh, and yeah, I thought the Waffle House had Wi-Fi, and I was gonna, I already mapped it out and everything, and I got there, and they didn't, and so I was kind of scrambling. But this, this nice gentleman at this hotel here allowed me to use his Wi-Fi in his business room. That's awesome. Yeah, you're set. Doing a little guerrilla streaming tonight in the business room, so that's awesome. <laughs> um, you know, before we get started, I want you to comment on something. I know we want to talk about what you did and how you caught them. And I know you and I talked a little bit, you know, there on site about how that went down. But I want to talk about the event itself. I think uh, this event had a feel to it, like uh, nothing I'd been around at least, especially Sunday afternoon and the buildup. It kind of felt like a like a Tiger Woods golf tournament, the momentum of people cheering for one person and the, and the, the support that swelled up for for you to win this thing, Christine, uh, how, how do you describe that? I know you said your phone was blowing up and, and people were reaching out to you. I mean, it was, it was an unreal, uh, feeling in the kayak world this weekend. Yeah. I mean, it, it really was, I mean, you guys are incredible. It's, it, it's like, it, honestly, that whole thing was kind of a blur to me. Um, the, the whole weekend, I, I, I still, I'm still, I've had the same, I've had people asking this, this, this whole week and I can't, I can't, I usually am not at a loss for words and I have been for days. Um, I mean, it was, my phone was nonstop, the, the calls on all my social media accounts. I was getting messages from my kayak fishing community and then just random people that I'd never met before. Um, it was, it was pretty unreal. Like I said, it was a, it was really, it was something spectacular. Um, and you know, sure. something about that, I, at least I feel this way. Maybe I'm sure you do too, or I hope you do. Uh, it wasn't, one of these deals like, Oh, look at this, this girl's about to win a tournament. It had nothing to do with that. It was they, people that know you as an angler uh, and have met you out on the road. Like, like I have, you know, you're one of the nicest, most approachable people that I've met out there. Everybody that knows you a little bit knows how hard you compete, how hard you prepare. So I think it was easy for people to rally around you and cheer for this one person. And, and, you know, it was really something special. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I'm not naive to the fact that I think uh, the reason it kind of blew up like this thing it, it did the way it did is that it, I am a female. Um, I know that, but I think from a lot of the comments I've been seeing and some of the, the shares and stuff, there's only been a handful of them that were just kind of like, Oh, everyone got beat by this girl. You know, right. most of the people like in this community, actually all the people in this community, um, like you said, I know they respect me and they rallied behind me and it was, just the most incredible thing. And so I didn't, I didn't feel any of that, you know, negative stigma attached to being a fuel angler at all, which was kind of great, honestly. Yeah, I bet. I think this was one of the first times that for a, a really large tournament, there was somebody that won an event that wasn't just known in their own individual club or own individual region. Um, 
you want. And I think a lot of people know you from all across the, the Southeast and, and even up North yeah. and wherever. And I think a lot of those people just kind of rally together and we're, you know, able to cheer for somebody that, you know, there's not a negative thing said about them. So I, I think a lot of people were able to just get behind you for that. Yeah, I, I definitely felt it. I mean, from all y'all in the Southeast to my Nebraska guys back home to the Canadian guys to Iowa to California. I mean, it was the, it's like everybody came together and all you guys up on stage, like I know how bad you all wanted to win, but all of you told me that you wanted me to win more. And that, that was kind of a, I don't know if y'all meant that, but it, it made me feel pretty good. You know, um, the hype around that was, was was so big and the momentum around it was so big. I think it did something for the, the series itself. It's, it felt like it really put it on the map uh, on an even bigger scale. I mean, it's been doing great. I mean, AJ and the team have done a good job growing it. But something mm -hmm. about this one and the amount of attention it got seemed to really uh, put Hobie on the map. Have you guys felt that? Has, has AJ felt any more uh, momentum for the BOS itself because of this weekend? Yeah, I think so for sure. I mean, just the, you know, Hobie's always known for putting on a really good event and you all know how hard AJ works to, cause he's an angler too. And you know, all of you are his friends and he never, he doesn't want to let anybody down. And from the, the trophy to the plaques, to the big checks and just the atmosphere and the, the interviews with the anglers, um, you know, guys that hadn't fished a Hobie in a long time, like talked to Cody Milton and a couple others that were just so amped up to fish it and to then now fish the TOC, you know, I think it's going to be, obviously it's in its infancy um, and having, you know, multiple events is, could be negative on attendance, but it hasn't been this year. I mean, every, every single big event has, has said stretch, such strong numbers. And I think that that speaks volumes for how our sport is growing. What do you think, Jordan? I think it has. I mean, I, I know uh, Chick had over 100. Um, Kentucky, I think we had right at 100. Um, I was concerned for a little bit that the numbers were going to be down for, for Kentucky. I'm not sure if that was because of the weather or what, because they were sitting on about 80 for, for a little bit. And I think, you know, mm -hmm. got jumped, jumped in there last minute. And I think everybody's impressed. Um, I'm always excited to go fish any of the Hobie events. You, know, you touched on AJ doing a great job with those tournaments. I've said it before, and I'll say it as, as long as everything keeps going the way it's going. AJ runs the, the smoothest tournaments that, that I fish, and there's there's something to be said about that, about not having a, a one smooth tournament, but every single time there's not an issue. Yeah. And I think that speaks for a lot more than just one event, is that everything continues to run smoothly and Going, going back to, to this weekend, I think um, it did a lot, not only for, for the Hobie events, but I think, you know, if, if they air that tournament the way they have the, the Hobie Opens on Kentucky Lake in years past, and that was really good feeling of what this sport is with everybody rooting for other people and and gen, genuinely genuinely being excited um for who's up there winning and it's not oh my gosh are you kidding me kind of thing right yeah so. i think you nailed it now i know here in a minute we want to jump into the uh how and and what you did to win this thing so without giving away any secrets you know how long did you spend down there uh pre-fishing and and how did you figure out the puzzle that was kentucky lake over the weekend um, so okay, I got down there Wednesday, um, late evening, 
and went over and hung out with the Canadians that night and ended up getting up a little later than I wanted to on Thursday. Um, Damn Canadians. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I went out, that was my day to graph ledges. Um, I didn't have, I also didn't have my, my, my battery and none of my connections would work with any of their batteries guys are trying to give me. So I, I waited until about, I think two o'clock to get in the water and I graph ledges for about six hours and, you know, went on to my spot that I got third on last year and a couple other spots that I, I had some good fish and man, it was a freaking ghost town out there. Um, that hurt because I knew I only had one more day. Um, I was, you know, usually if we kind of get comfortable with spots on lakes and stuff doesn't pan out, it's kind of nerve wracking. Um, that, that was a spot that was pretty far north. Um, I did fish a little bit in some of the LBL bays up there and caught some small fish, shallow one decent fish, like on a mud bank. And that kind of told me that those fish, I didn't think the bigger fish were up shallow up north, at least on Kentucky Lake from what I could find. So I decided a couple things Friday, I picked out five or six areas using Google earth, um, that, that looked good, like in the backs of creeks. And I wanted, I wanted to get away from people. Um, there were a lot of people fishing up North, every place I put in up there. So I went like two hours away and, um, that morning, actually the spot I ended up fishing, that was not my, my initial first spot to go to. Um, again, I overslept a little bit and I got up at three. 30 instead of three. And so I, uh, didn't make it to the, I, I knew I wouldn't have made it to the water for first light. And so this, this Creek I ended up going to was a little further North. And I said, okay, well, I'll just go here first. And then I'll go to this one. And I think it's going to be really good. Well, it turns out I got to that Creek and, um, I was searching with a buzz bait. And that's what I do kind of when I'm practicing, I just burn it and look for blowups, look for quantity, look for, if I can tell gauge the size of the fish that are in that area. And I pulled my buzzbait away from two really good fish. Um, I caught an 18 and a half. I caught a 16 three quarter. And then I got out of there. And I was like, you know, I think um, after going to the, the rest of the creeks, I didn't really see anything that was that exciting. So I kind of put all my eggs in that basket. And man, it, it, it worked. It really panned out. That place had, I didn't see a soul, except I know Jordan was in that creek at one point and just didn't come back that far. But <laughs> Um, I was by myself the whole time and man, that, that place is loaded with fish and good fish. Yeah, that, that Creek, um, I, I fished it the last two years and, and I'd kind of, you know, you had touched on getting comfortable with the spot. I, I, I actually didn't pre-fish there and kind of went and looked for, for something new and kind of figured, well, uh, in years past, a, a couple of weeks later, there's, there's always fish on, on, a couple points down there and mm -hmm. I could, I could uh, if I couldn't catch them on the point, I could just kind of work backwards and, and locate where the fish were. And, and first day I, I went down there and, and they, I, I couldn't find them anywhere. And I, I, I left. I, I know. I, I didn't, I, I didn't even see you. I mean, that brought I, a big I, smile right I, there. I, 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 I running back up north. Yeah, I, I went out to that stuff too. And I, that's the thing. On day one, actually, I stopped fishing that area back there at about 10 completely. It was getting beat up by bass boats. And I was like, I kept catching 16s. And I was like, this is not helping me at all. I think my big fish bite died. I knew my big fish bite, I thought was very early. So I left it and went out and fished that entire rest of the creek, went out to the main for a while. And I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't find anything out there. Um, I got a couple of small fish here and there, but no coals. Other than that, so I, I mean, I left that whole area the rest of the day. No, um, I didn't go back to it. 
Christine, uh, you and I, I think, talked, I think, uh, Saturday night after day one. And you talked mm-hmm. about a little bit of the adversity that hit you that morning, first day, where you had a bunch of misses on a buzz bait. And you thought, here we go again. So you want to touch on how you mentally got over that hump and uh, got back on those fish? Yeah. Um, the, the first thing in the morning, I lost five fish by 630. And three of them were you know, 18 inches plus all of them. Um, I would have had a really good limit. And it was like one thing after another, missed this one, missed this one, hooked it. A couple of those fish, they came up and out of the water for it. And I'd throw the buzz bit back in there and they'd hit it again. I'd still miss them. I was fishing so fast. And um, you all have heard me talk. My nerves have just been through the roof this season for some reason. And I just haven't been able to, um, I've all have found the fish every time. I just haven't been able to execute and get it done. And um, I about broke my rod over my leg after that fifth fish spit it. And I kind of just sat there and had that thought. And I was like, you know, my whole year is going to go this way. If I don't learn how to, if I don't change it, I'm the only person that can fix that right now. I can slow down. I know what I'm doing. I know how to fish. I just need to do it. Um, and so I, I knew that my window was short for that bite. Um, so I picked that right up and I freaking worked that area over and I put up 88 and a half in the next hour. So it. And I felt pretty good. <laughs> that thing, that's a band-aid right there. That's a good band-aid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't miss a fish after that the whole rest of the day. I mean, I, I didn't lose one. Day two I did, but um, after that, I, I fished clean, and I was it just felt so, you know, it, it's always awful. I know a lot of guys lost good fish in this tournament, and it's like, that's the worst feelings, you know, when it just happens fish after fish after fish. It's like, what could have been? But we can't think like that because that only – that can just destroy you mentally on the water. And it does. I needed to hear yeah. that. Thank you, Christine. What's that? I said, I needed to hear that. Thank you, Christine. Um, bad. Bad what, what did you stick with the buzz bait? Or did you have another go-to te- technique as the morning went on? Um, oh my gosh, Jeff. I had, so I had like the camera crew can attest to this. I had eight or nine rods um, on the front of my kayak with baits, like hanging off that much because I was, I'm not kidding you. Like I'd pick up a bait and throw it for a while. And then with the winded change of a sun and peak out a little bit or something was, was different. I threw, gosh, I threw a spinner bait. I threw a swim jig. I threw a caffeine shot. I threw a DT six. I threw a shaky head. Um, I threw a Senko weightless Senko, uh, buzz bait was in a popper. We were, were really good in the morning, but man, those fish just the buzz bait kind of what, what I did is they helped me. It helped me kind of find the fish. You know, if I was fishing over, I was burning it right on top of grass. And if I saw a fish blow up on it, come out of the water, I'd put the buzz bait down I'd pick up a caffeine shad. I'd skip it in there and I'd twitch, twitch, catch that fish. So I was almost kind of searching because I kept missing fish on that buzz bait um, or they'd short strike it. I'd see them kind of come up and hit the back of it. I'd throw a caffeine shad in and catch them. So it almost helped me find where they were a little bit. And then I'd throw something else in there if I needed to. Um, but all day and even Sunday too, I thought my bite was going to be 10 times better with that weather, with the wind and the rain and the clouds. And it was, I caught, you know, in the morning after a spinner bait with the, with the rain and the wind, and I caught a limit quick, but my size wasn't there. And that had me really nervous. Cause when you have Siddiqui up in the top and along with all those other guys, it's like, I, I knew I had to put up, I thought I had to put up 90 or plus to, right. uh, to get this thing done. Um, but I, honestly, my big fish bite turned on as soon as the rain stopped and the sun kind of came out. So you cold the late. Opposite of, I thought it did. You cold yeah, late, didn't did. you? A big one. Mm-hmm. I cold throughout the day. I was fishing, you know, I, 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 just, I fished several different things, but honestly, I just rotated like five or six little areas that were just kind of unique 
and they would just keep reloading with fish every time. Now, what was your, or what is typically your favorite technique to throw? Is that something you got to use here or is it just anything fast moving like that? Um, I, I am a power fisherman. That's for sure. Um, uh, everyone knows I love fishing deep. Like if I can throw, if I can throw like a biffle head or a, a football jig, I'm pretty freaking happy. But honestly, like this year, a caffeine shad or a fluke, yeah, I mean, I can, I can skip that thing and like under an inch of water or get it so far back in the cover. And I'm just, I have so much confidence in that right now. And that, that produced a lot of my bigger bites um, that day and, and where I, where I was putting that bait, like those, the bigger fish were really tucked back. I mean, you had to, uh, you had to get it up in there and I have a lot of confidence in that from the, from this year. And I have a lot of fun fishing that honestly, it's probably one of my favorite shallow water technique would be like a fluke style bait. Gotcha. And I heard, uh, I saw some other stories where guys posted the recaps and some of their better fish were coming from skipping stuff way up under trees or way back into pockets. So way up yeah it was unreal which it's always fun i mean it's kind of it's harrowing to kind of hook a fish and you know horse them out of there but i, I love it it was a good time doing that and that in a swim jig i um i did i had a good time with the swim jig too that covers a lot of water and i got some big bites on my big fish came on that actually now jordan you said you forgot your jig box and you comfort you uh <laughs> improvised and did something what was you swimming around down there yeah, that's it's kind of sad. I, I actually make make jigs. I'm I'm sitting in my little shop right now, and, and I, I left here and did not bring my my box of jigs. So I uh, I'd heard a rumor of a, of a swim jig bite, and I, I, on day two I started just swimming a a beaver around, and uh, and you whacked him. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. One of the best best days I've had this year in a tournament, and lost some fish that probably would have been. Um, a better, um, made it probably one of the best days I, I've had this year on, uh, in a tournament, but, um, yeah, I mean, it still wouldn't matter. So somebody blew this whole tournament out of the water. Um, <laughs> but I don't, the only thing that, um, that's really the only thing I changed from, from day one to day two. I mean, I, um, where I ended up, um, on day one to kind of grind out a limit was, was just flipping bushes and, and day two with the, with, with no sun, I just started swimming around the, the edges of the grass and things. And, um, that was, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of change. Um, did, did your five or six areas change? Did, did they come off the, the brush any? No. And I thought, you know, the water temperature had me kind of concerned because on day one, it was in the morning, I think it was 71. It got up to 80. I mean, that water temp rose so fast. And day two, I got out there and it started off at 77. Um, and I was like, shoot, like this, I wonder if those fish pulled out a little bit. And I, I was kind of getting nervous about that. Um, even in my, where uh, my cooler water was, it wasn't that cool. Um, and I got, I was getting a lot of small bites, but later in the day, like I said, those, those fish were still up shallow. So it was kind of interesting. Yeah. I noticed the, the, where I was fishing day two, as soon as, as soon as the sun came out, my, my bite died. It was, it was, it was done. Yeah, mine too. From um, Indiana, uh, Nick. I can't remember your last name, Nick. I apologize, but we were both. There were there were a few um, grassy areas, kind of little islands, um, and we were basically just kind of figure eighting around these islands, just kind of taking turns hitting different places because we both essentially knew what where was the there. Were. Um, and and 
basically most of the bites were coming off the same same points. We were just kind of taking taking turns. Um, it was they, they they just did not seem to be up in the brush on on, on day two. They were they were definitely off of it on on the points. Mm-hmm. Now that's interesting. Do you, either one of you know what Josh Stewart did to make that mega comeback all the way up to second place? I, if, if I know anything, I'm pretty sure Josh Stewart was hopping creeks, doing his thing, and just stumbled upon a, a pretty good little area. Uh, I, I think he, I think he found Shad. Yeah. 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 He found Gizzard Shad, which I haven't seen. I didn't see the entire time I was there. I was kind of bummed out about that. Yeah, that was pretty but wild. That, that was impressive. I mean, we all heard the rumors circulating, you know, that someone cracked 100, and the first thing came to my mind is Josh Stewart said on Saturday that he's going to go put up 100 tomorrow. I bet that's – if there's anyone in this tournament's going to do that, it's probably going to be him. So. He was close. That's who you don't want to be – he's going to put up 100 inches on, on a tournament day on Kentucky Lake is Josh. Yeah, that's for sure. That was, that was pretty awesome. That was extremely impressive. Um, there's some questions rolling in here on the, on the, uh, stream on the comments. We'll get to those here in a minute, but one more thing I wanted to ask you about the event itself before we get on to some other stuff is how special was that to share the stage with, uh, AJ announcing you as the winner. And I know you guys are road warriors together. Uh, and you've, you know, you've watched how hard he's worked to help build this thing. And he's watched you work in this tournament and him being an angler himself. I mean, he had to appreciate what went into that. So how different was that as, as opposed to just some random tournament director giving you the, the trophy? You know, it, it's honestly, it's kind of awkward. You know, yeah. it's like, he's, he is my biggest fan. He's my best friend. He's my, my partner. And you know, this whole, when, when we do the, the Hobie events, we don't talk. Um, we don't really see each other. I don't, I just completely, I think it's just safe for us to not even talk fishing because it just, it's not a good look, even though it's probably okay. I just, we just don't do it. He's got his right. thing he's working on and we try to just leave that completely out of it. He didn't know our, I don't even think he knows right now where I was fishing the tournament. Um, he didn't as of Sunday, but you know, when, then when I got up there, I feel like I'm in for all these people and I'm hugging the tournament director. That's also my fiance. And it's like how it's just kind of a, you know, a fine line with how to do that. It's uh, I don't know if we figured out, how to do that quite yet and, and luckily everyone in the room kind of knows our story and wouldn't be too uh, offended by anything but no i think that a, added a little extra something special to it so i thought it was cool yeah uh, it was the, the hug was a little bit longer than i would have hugged any other tournament director probably but, <laughs> <laughs> but no he's a, I, I appreciate everything I, I know he has to it's it's hard for him to keep you know keep calm. He knows who won the event. He knows everything. And he just has to, it's, I know it's hard on him having his, you know, his best friend Jay fish in the event his fiance and all of these people that he's really close to. Um, it puts a lot of pressure on him and he's just trying to do it in the most professional and way that he can. And he, I think he nails it every time. Yeah. I mean, I think the, uh, the way he handles things and the, the entire Hobie crew and, and having the midday updates, the angler interviews at the end of each day, I mean, it felt, I mean, I'm a professional angler by no means, but being at the event and being part of it really makes you feel like you're a professional taking part in that stuff. It does. And, and uh, the, the meals, man, that freaking catfish was so good. I love that. Getting off the water after you haven't eaten in like what seems like days and you've got this awesome meal for, there for you. That, that's, that was pretty nice. They really, 
they really take it to the next level with what they do. Yeah. I haven't, I've never been to that event. And like I said, I was more than impressed and, you know, heard rumors that it was great. So, you know, I'm sure the rest of them are going to be the same way. And I'm looking forward to, to being at some of them, which that's the next thing coming up is uh, Lake, Lake Fork, Fork in a week. You going to yeah, be there? I'm going to catch. You bet. I'm going to try to find Guillermo's pet fish out deep. I'm telling <laughs> you. I just asked Jordan before we came on live if he was going to make that road trip, but I don't think he's going to get that one. That's that's uh, a little far. I'm, 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 oh, I'm, Marshall. Then I'm, uh, I'm, I'll, I'll go back for if we have a national championship or something down there again, but I'll. I don't know about driving the fourth. That's a that's a long way for somebody that don't like to fish deep. Hey man, they got hey, a lot of grass. A killer, there's a killer frog bite too. Yeah, a lot of grass, a lot of pads for you there. And some, and some bridges. Maybe, maybe next. Year. Okay, maybe next year. Uh, so let's see. I'm gonna go through some of these comments. Got my headset ready. Okay. Dave Cruz said he's gonna join your Google Hangout. I don't know what that means. We got some people asking about the the uh, women's event in the fall. That's still coming up, I'm sure. Christine's yeah, getting bigger I'm so and better. Yeah, stoked about that. Yeah, it's it's gonna be that's gonna be huge. I'm really stoked about that, especially after this. It's like, I, I've had so many women that are like, "We're gonna start fishing tournaments. This is exactly what we needed to see. We can do this." And that's what I told them, you know, in our little women's group. I said it's not that, you know women can't win events. They're just not, there's not enough of us. There's not, right. you've got one or I think there was another gal fishing Hobie one, I think, or two of us. Um, usually there's only one or two others at the big national stuff. So it, we just need to have our numbers improve and we'll, we'll see this happen time and time again. I mean, I, I, I have faith in that for sure. Hey, the, the fish don't know who's up there. If it's a guy or girl, old or young, it doesn't matter. If you can catch them, you can mm -hmm. catch them. Uh, and by the way, the person asking about that event was Miss Malat. She's on there watching, so she asked. She's excited about coming to that. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm excited to see her. Yeah. Uh, but where is the event, Christine? Tani Como. And um, Jeff's backyard, kind of. Yeah, it's right up the road. We're going there this weekend to Table Rock for Memorial Weekend. So. Oh, yeah, that's awesome! Beautiful Top water bite. Yeah, it's going to be fire. Table Rock's been fire. Cruz knows. David Cruz just smashed him up there a week or two ago. He's been winning every tournament up in this White River. Cruz, Cruz is on region. fire. I'm scared to fish against him at Fork. I, I think he's going to hurt hurt some hurt some people's feelings down there. Yeah, he's, he's ready. He's ready. I ain't letting I him sleep in my room, though. Boy snores. <laughs> Sorry, Cruz. Uh, see any more comments on there? We'll get to some of those in a minute. There's a few things... Uh, I don't want to spoil what we talked about here, but a few issues so we can weigh in on before we get out of here in just a minute. Uh, Ryan wanted to touch on them, and he couldn't make it on tonight. But the, some of them include judging issues that have been popping up in some of the, the trail events recently. And then, Jordan, we were, we were talking about the payout delays for some of the events around the country, specifically the, the KBF FLW event. Some people are still waiting. There's been some social media chatter about some of that. You have an opinion on that about what's going on or why that seems to be a trend? Um, I, I know KBF works works very hard um, to uh, uh, specifically Lynette. Um, I, I, I saw the post from from yesterday that um, you know she's she's working hard to get to get those payouts out. Um, to, to my knowledge, no, nobody is, is still been paid for for FLW. Um, for, for that event at Nick and Jack, but, um, 
I, I know they're they're trying to streamline the process. Um, I know there was there was a post by Richard Penny saying that everybody would start being paid from KBF events within forty eight hours unless there was a um, uh, dispute about um, uh, a challenge or, or issues with fish or whatever. But um, to my knowledge, there was there was no email ever sent out or any any challenges made for the Nickajack events. Uh, I think the, you know, the, the issue is not necessarily, you know, taking three weeks to get paid for, for a tournament. It's the, uh, the, the post saying things will start being, you know, quicker and streamlined and people start being paid in 48 hours and, it, and it's taken three weeks. Um, but what, whatever, you know, as long as, as long as they're making process to, to streamline things, um, I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, and I think uh, maybe Hobie's success or any other series that may you know rear its head, competition makes others improve. So maybe that that'll happen. Uh, and I know there's been a continued issue there for, for what they have going. And I know they have you know a monstrous organization. But uh, you know when you make promises or or people are out there spending a lot of money to try to win some money, we need to try to get that process sped up. You know, in, in mm -hmm. most of our opinions. Uh, and then the judging issue, I'm not really familiar with that. I know there's been some uh, over the last few months. I know Ryan had a had some issues at the, uh, what was that, the Gunnersville event, Gunnersville Trail Gunnersville. event. And then uh, I guess Russell Johnson's fighting some sort of issue with a judgment on a, on a catch board over the weekend. And I don't know all the details other than it looked pretty cut and dry to me. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Russell called me. Um, we talked about it a little bit, and I saw it, and that's – I don't know how uh, I don't know how that call was made. Um, I know judging can't be easy. I've never I've never had to do it, thank the Lord. But with that, I mean, I think it should be angle responsibility. If you think that tail can touch a line, you need to make that tail touch the line. Yeah, I saw uh, the picture, it, it, and it, yeah, I, I don't really get the explanation about how they. I wish I had the picture I could throw up on the screen, but it's basically an 18-inch fish that uh, whoever judged that said, "Hey." We think it would have hit eighteen two five if we fan the tail or something like that, and we just we can't do that. You know, we can't do that as as uh, tournament directors or as anglers. You can't. Uh, I think it's still being fought. I don't know if they've. I don't know if they have uh, came out with an actual ruling on that yet. I'm not. Okay. I'm not sure. Hopefully, they I get think that it's cleaned up. up in the air. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so up. too, because that. Yeah. It. It. I know it's tough. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. want to do it, but there are some yeah. things where I think if if you, it's in it's in there that it's angle responsibility to take the best picture they can, and if it's if you want that fish to count for every single quarter of an inch, you need to make sure if that happens, then your picture looks that way. That's I mean, right. we're all under those same standards. Yeah, and I don't want to get off on the weeds on that and and uh, spoil what we've been talking about tonight, which is a great victory by Christine and a great event at the Hobie uh, Hobie Open. Let's, uh, I'm going to get back into some of the comments. We had somebody ask, Christine, would you ever consider jumping into the bass boat realm of things rather than the, the kayak side? Um, so honestly, I went to the Bassmaster Classic this year and um, Siddiqui and I went and watched uh, Ot Defoe win and him getting up on stage and bringing his daughters up there and just that experience i don't know if anyone in that entire auditorium didn't want to try to qualify for that you know it it's one of those things where i would love to um i've even dabbled and thought about being a co-angler um 
I've talked to some people about that, talked to Jay a lot about it. Um, I know that there's, there's pros and cons. Um, I think that I would need to have, you know, some solid practice. Um, I, I used to drive my dad's, our, our walleye boat all the time. I have no problem handling a boat and doing all that. But it, when it comes to transitioning from fishing out of a kayak to fishing in a bass boat and learning all the, and all of that, and just how their tournaments are ran, um, it, it's a little overwhelming, but I, it's definitely been on my mind. Um, I'm going to have to have AJ float me some cash though, if I want to make that happen, because <laughs> Five grand's not going to cover a bass boat, unfortunately. I don't. Think. I don't. Hey, look, I don't know, but the exposure you have and the in the way you uh, set yourself up on social media, which is very unique and very professional, I think you'd have some sponsors knocking down your door to help you make that leap. Uh, and it would give us a better chance to win some kayak tournaments, so that'd be all right if you want to make that deal. <laughs> you guys are too nice. Yeah. Uh, some more comments on here. Bass boat fishing is easier. Joey Randall says. I don't know about that. I learned to fish in a bass boat. I was taught by my father-in-law to bass fish. Jordan and I were talking about this 20-something years ago. Uh, now when I go back to fish with him, it's awkward to fish out of his boat compared to fishing out of my kayak. I feel more comfortable in the kayak. I know. I, I do, too. I, I, I think that we're going to see a kayak angler making some bass boat moves. I know Jay's been talking about it, maybe trying to, to fish some opens. Um, and if there's anyone that can that could probably win one of those. I'd be pulling for him all day. Yeah. There's tons so. of great sticks in this, in this thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne Betty said you may want to consider being a co-angler. Depends on who you get hooked up with, I guess. Right. Yeah. I guess that's the luck of the draw with that. Uh, yeah. Partner deal. And it's just with the, with the bass boat. I mean, you just, with the kayak fishing, we all talk about the community all the time and the people and I, I'm not sure. I, I haven't heard the same things about the bass boat world. Actually, I've heard the complete opposite. Um, and my favorite part about this whole thing, you know, obviously winning tournaments is awesome and I'm, I'm super competitive, but getting there and being able to see my, my friends from all over the country at these events and fish with them and, and share knowledge and learn and, you know, have good times after the events. That's, that's by far the number one reason why I do this. So, and it'd knows? be hard, it'd be real hard to put a bass boat in the back of that RV. I know you stick a trailer in there, but gosh. Did, did y'all find a place to put the trophy and the in the big check? I know AJ was concerned about that. He's very concerned. I'm not. We'll uh, we're gonna take out the microwave, I think, and make a little trophy shelf there. We we don't need a microwave. We'll be fine. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, we'll get it figured out. Jim Clark trolling. Boats are better, he says. He fishes out of a native. Yeah. That's kind of like being in a boat. <laughs> There's one thing. I mean, Jim's posts out of all out of all of them i tell you what he he is a he is a special person and i've got nothing but love for him all the time he's something there's, else. there's nothing that makes my day at work like seeing jim jim clark is posted in kayak bass nation it's it's almost so yeah when i get a chance i pop that thing open and, and mm -hmm. i don't care what i'm doing if i see if i get a notification that jim clark has done something it doesn't matter where i'm at or what i'm doing i need to see what he's what he's written because it's probably going to be gold did it make and you uncomfortable? Did, did it make you <laughs> uncomfortable, Christine, that he was uh, watching the award show from the porta pot at work? You know, <laughs> I had a lot of emotions going through my mind when I saw that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was a uh, it was a very interesting and unique deal, and but I, I couldn't be more uh, flattered by that. <laughs> It's hilarious. Pretty funny. Yeah, that was that was too cool. And Jim, you know, this page wouldn't be the same without him. He brings a special flavor to it. So he uh, does. 
that boy's wild, but uh, we all love him. And it's, uh, you know, and the funny part is just like uh, a lot of people actually, and that's one of the good things about these tournaments. I've never actually met Jim in person. Uh, we're just social media buddies uh, via this. I don't know. He might hate my guts if I actually met him. Hopefully not. But uh, uh, yeah, one of these days out on the road, we'll, we'll, we'll get together. But uh, yeah, one of the other reasons to travel. The first time you the what? first time you'll meet, he'll say something that that'll make you question what in the world. You you walk up to him, he's like, "Hey, dude, I hate your guts." But the first the first time you meet him, there's no telling what he's gonna say. That's all right. I'm just gonna give him a big old hug, no matter what he says, and say thank Keep you. Keep on your toes. That's right. Um, either one of you guys got anything else you want to weigh in with? Uh, I know Christine's on her way to. You want to St. Clair for the trail event? Is that where you're heading? I am. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we'll fish the tournament yet. Um, I was going to stay down and musky fish, uh, but I had a really good day the other day, like really good day. And um, like I said, AJ and I really haven't been able to spend any time together for the last two weeks. And I want to go up there and spend some time with him. I think that was more important than musky. I can't believe I'm saying this than musky fishing. Um, so you guys hear that, nice. everybody? Yeah. We got uh, Kevin Tata is asking, when is Christine coming through Northwest Arkansas? I don't know. Uh, on your travels, Arkansas. if you come through here. Um, Mazingo, is, is that, that's close to there, yeah, kind of, close. right? Like, Closer she'll be is that five, women's event. Closer she'll be hours. is that women's event. It's about an hour and a half from here, two hours okay. in the fall. So. Yeah, that'll be in October. And I'll take yeah. a few days, um, probably, and stick around before and after that event. I think the Native Titan tournament is – the weekend before no the weekend after that i think no before it's before that i think yeah. so yeah because i'm going right from that to tanny como so i'll be there for probably a whole week in that area it's it's an awesome fishery in that time of year there should be some fish pushing bait back in creeks and stuff and i think it'll be a it'll be an awesome event and we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of fun yeah so. it's gonna be a good time uh, the week yeah. before that is our state championship, which is on Washita of all lakes. It's a month before the TOC. Really? Yeah. So, okay. You can get some experience on there. Yeah. I just got to make that TOC first. I'll be at the shootout for sure, no matter what. But uh, let's see. Anything else? Jordan, you got anything for us, buddy? What's coming up down there? When's your Fishing for Soldiers event? Uh, fishing for Soldiers is the last Saturday in uh, September. It's the, the 28th. Um, uh, I do uh, want to wish everybody good luck fishing the uh, Pan Am kayak tournament. Um, oh, that's right. That's next week I or this week. About that. Next we week. needed to comment on that. I think mm -hmm. it's next week. I, uh, all, all of our guys um, uh, and, and gals, guys and gals, good, good luck. Uh, bring, bring it home. You guys think that Team USA is going to do it? How many teams are in it? Um, I think I think five. Yeah, I'd put money on them. Um, I know, I know there's some pretty good, pretty good sticks, local guys that know that pretty well. And Bridget Howard's been down there fishing for the last month and a half, I think. Um, she's putting in some time on that lake. So I think it'll be really, it'd be cool to see them all do well in that. Yeah. Maybe my, my money's crankbait Craig die. I'm calling it right now. My money's on crankbait. I'm going to probably have to go ahead and jump on that too. I think Craig, well, I don't know, Jamie Dennison, I, I think he's going to surprise some people. Not surprise. I mean, he's, he's, he's what he is, but I think he's going to come up and break some hearts. Jordan, Steve Owen said he can't hear you. Take the shoe out of your mouth. Is that from something that got said <laughs> earlier on social, social media? 
that was uh yeah that's that's a little bit of a story but uh that's that's part of the reason uh uh that that uh that the, the pan name got brought up yeah um, it was uh probably probably not uh something that i i posted that probably came across the the not not exactly the way i meant it um i know what you meant i know what you meant got you yeah um, we got what you meant there's some good anglers on there and then there's a couple that are like yeah whatever but uh <laughs> so everybody knows what you meant um but yeah those guys we hope those guys and girls we hope they do a good job and team usa takes that thing so that'll be good to watch uh if no one I'll has anything else fork. what's that see I'll everybody on fork on from lake fork yeah mm-hmm. lake fork coming up i'm hoping i get to get down there which uh yeah i'll be coming down on thursday night if everything works out like i hope so we'll see you guys nice. there again christine i'll be fishing nice. for some redemption after kentucky lake uh mm-hmm. and then jordan good luck with whatever you're fishing there local and i appreciate you jumping on here to co-host with us tonight uh, I know those other fellas couldn't make it. So. I really appreciate it. I, I had a blast uh, two weeks ago, and uh, I'm, I'm more than happy to, to step in and help out. I, I, I enjoy doing this. Cool. We might have to make you a regular then. We'll just put you in that fourth tile down there. Uh, Christine, safe travels. Tell AJ we said hello, and uh, if you catch any biggins, I'm sure we'll see them on Instagram or somewhere. So. He will. Yeah. Uh, he, he said the bite's been pretty tough up there. There's been some weather. He couldn't even get on the water today um, with the wind and stuff. So we'll see how it goes. Wow. All right. Well, hey, go high five the Comfort Inn guy on the way out and tell him thanks for the Wi-Fi. We appreciate it. And uh, He's a peach. I will. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thanks again, guys. And uh, we'll see you again in a couple of weeks. We are out of here. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, man, that was fun. <laughs>